0: Episode 9, Alexander the Great Podcast. How's it going, everyone? I hope you're okay. Um, Send me a donation on PayPal, or you can subscribe on Patreon. Uh, I would very much appreciate it. But also, if you write a review on iTunes, I shall send you a gift. You can also find my show on uh, YouTube. Uh, I hope if you write Alexander the Great Podcast, it should come up. And... If um, well, else? You could find me on Facebook. It's the only thing I really use. Alexander the Great podcast, and also my email is Alexandros Alexandros the Greek way dot uh, cast at gmail.com. Alexandros A L E X A N D R O S dot cast at gmail dot com. Send me an email. I, would love, I love talking to people who have listened to my podcast. Any help, anything you have to say, I very much appreciate it. Hope you like the podcast. See you later. In the last episode, we saw Philip conquer Olynthos. This is a big deal for the Macedonians. Athens were probably just sending some help with the hope that they would in turn have a new ally help them retake Amphipolis. They were so sure, in fact, about their victory, they decided to send citizen soldiers, not just mercenaries. Olynthos, being taken by the Macedonians, made Athens anxious, especially Demosthenes. He had made the claim that Philip, being an unjust man, would not be able to succeed in anything, and all those other lovely things we talked about last time. Most people believe it's now that he creates his own coinage, a silver tetradrachm. This is done to honour his victory against Olynthos, I've uploaded a picture on Facebook. With this victory, the economy of Macedonia has increased along with the state's borders. We're in 348, the same time some Macedonian pirates decide to kidnap an Athenian by the name of Phrynonas, which was completely out of line because he was travelling to the Olympic Games. There was a truce and you could not take a prisoner if he or she was travelling from or to the games. Phrynonus eventually went home, only after he paid ransom. Phrynonus' first job as a free man was to do something about the ransom he paid, and he asks for an embassy to be sent to Philip asking for it to be refunded. The Athenians agree, how dare that dirty Macedonian interfere with a lovely Phrynonus, We've been fucked over by Philip too long, our bum is starting to hurt. <laughs> they decide to send a gentleman by the name of Ktesiphondas. He comes back with a message from Philip, saying, Yes, you're right, there's no denying it, the pirates messed up. But also he tells Ktesiphondas that he wants peace with Athens. Philocrates suggests that they should send ambassadors and talk a bit more about this peace that he's suggesting and under which terms. I should mention that before Ctesiphondus left, Olynthos hadn't fallen, so they agree with Philocrates that they should talk more with Philip, but when they hear that Olympus has fallen, they take everything back. It makes sense, right? They weren't ready to talk to their allies' conqueror. Also, Philip has a tendency to promise you the world, but when it's time to fulfill his promise, he has suddenly forgotten what he had promised. We saw Philocrates want peace with Philip. You would think this made him an enemy of Demosthenes. You know, he doesn't like Philip. Uh, But there was a situation with a man by the name of Lykynos. He took Philocrates to court. Philocrates was then represented by Demosthenes. Demosthenes was on top form. He convinced the court to make Lykinos, so the guy who started the whole thing, to pay a fine of a thousand drachmas or drachmes in Greek. Um, we are <laughs> we are drachmes, drachmes, not drachmas. Yes, we are more gentle with our D's. And um, and uh, he and Lykinos eventually loses the right to take a similar case to court in the future. Demosthenes doesn't want peace with Philip, far from it, so the reason he took the case and helped Philocrates must have been because the two were friends. Now at this time, the chief magistrate of Athens, or eponymous Archon in Greek, Mr. Evolos, suggests in the Ecclesia that they should send ambassadors to various cities of Greece and form a coalition against Philip. This team includes Eshinis, who in the future will be Demosthenes' biggest rival. Eshinis used to be an actor. He changes his career and become an orator. we we'll see in the future how he also changes his stance towards Philip. But for now, he backs a Panhellenic, which means Greece in its entirety, a Panhellenic attack on Philip this mission that was started by evelos does not bring a positive result for athens the opposite actually happens and it makes it clear that they are not even considering a peace treaty with philip philip wants peace with athens maybe even he even admires them we're going to see him be extra kind to them but for the time being that shit ain't happening and we have thebes or thiva in greek philippos isn't as into them we're seeing him. We see him being all lovely, doubly jubbly, doubly to Athens, and to and to Thebes. Not so much. This probably has to do with him being held hostage during his childhood childhood years. Yes. Yeah. No shit, Sherlock. You'd think that the place that that kept him hostage during his teens would be a completely legit reason not to like someone. But he's being smart. He's not flat out threatening them, if he was to do that, Athens and Thebes would be quick to form an alliance. At this time, that would hopefully be avoided. We still have the sacred war going on, this is preoccupying Thebes, Thessaly, which are Philip's allies, and the Phocians that started it all. And that's how 347 starts off, the sacred war, the third sacred war is fading out. Theodorus doesn't hide his feelings when he tells us that Phylos dies after many days of pain. Phylos was the chief uh, chief of the army of the, the Phocians, And he says that he dies after many days of pain as it fits a man of his many godless acts. The Phocians set up Onomarchos' son to take over, Phalecos. He started off well, he was on a roll, he even beat the Voetians in Coronia. He doesn't stop there, he occupies the forts at Coronia, Corsiers and Orchomenó, but for some reason, they stop liking him. Perhaps his dick was too big, because you know, ancient Greeks didn't like big dicks. Look at the statues we have, right? The reason they were so small is because it was seen that having a big dick means you're dumb or slow. Which uh, probably isn't the reason. The official reason for Phylecos to be sent to exile was because he took money from Delphi. Now they've been doing it for years. Can't see why it's bothering now. And it wasn't, but it wasn't just Phylecos that was blamed. They saw where the money went. In this case, mercenaries from Athens and Sparta. And depending on how many soldiers were taken by each state, they would have to pay it back to the Oracle of Delphi. Of Delphi. With the departure of uh, Phalikos, Dinocratis, Kalias and Sofranis take a shot at governing Phukida's army. We're going to hear again from Phalikos. This isn't the last of him. So we can see that phokians are doing all right, you know, kinder. They have their own troubles, but they're winning battles, and that counts. This is stressing Thebes. They see no other option but to ask Philip for help. Philip is digging this, right? He has the current superpower of Greece asking for help. Theodorus tells us the king took pleasure in seeing their demise and he wanted to limit the pressure the Voecians had from their victory in Leftra. He sends him a few men just so he can show that he doesn't take their desecration of the oracle lightly. This force was sent under Parmenion. And uh, Parmenion, and as Theodoros points out nicely, there was sent just to show that Philip is against Phocida and uh, not a force that was sent to end the sacred war. Now, if you're Athenian at this point, you are completely freaked out. You're ringing everyone, you know the end is near, right? The last thing you want is the new up and coming superpower, Macedonia, to form an alliance with the current superpower, Thebes. Macedonia. Macedonia's help does do well. They manage to stop the Phocians' fortification of Aves. During the battle, some Phocians try to find shelter in a temple of Apollo. Theodorus again nicely says, The god does not give refuge to people who haven't served him. You can say that again, right? The fuckers are stealing from, the, from his oracle. Uh, But he has a special surprise for them. The temple actually burns down. Burnt down. (laughs) Poor guys, you know. (laughs) I feel kind of sorry for them now. Imagine running away from Philip's men. So you're already fucking tired. Only to reach the temple of Apollo. They're probably on their knees. Please, lovely Apollo, we're going to suck every small, tiny dick we see of yours in every statue in every temple of Greece. And then the temple goes on fire apparently there were dry weeds uh, around the temple and that's just an accident waiting to happen unfortunately demosthenes is now in parliament is now a parliament member and he has is his suggestion to send help towards the hellespont and thrace this is done just in case philip is controlling thrace he isn't controlling thrace at this moment at least but the, but the Athenians don't know that. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Um, Athens sends charitans. They tell him to work together with Kersovleptis. of Leptis. This goes okay. Kersovleptis Leptis was king of uh, of some tribes in uh, in Thrace. They even built a few forts in the north Aegean. A Philip. Philip. A Philip. Philip hears about this and he sends Adipatros with a few Macedonians just to watch the Athenians. Just have a look at what's happening, no fighting boys. The Phocceans then ask Athens and Sparti, Sparta Sparti, to help them build a fort in the Hot Gates, or Thermopyles in Greek. This would hopefully stop the Macedonians from crossing into southern Greece. Surprisingly, they don't take money from Delphi, but they offer various forts to Athens and Sparta. They are happy with that. Thank you very much. Deal on. Athens sends a man by the name of Proxenos as general, along with 50 triremes and citizen soldiers under the age of 30. And Sparta sends a thousand soldiers under Archidamos. The Athenians at the same time also send help to Thessaly, this was done apparently to help a city by the name of alos alos was having problems with another town pharsala alos is an ancient city of thessaly it was on the top of mount othris very important mountain strategically speaking from there you can check the parasitic and Maliatic gulf i have pictures on facebook and my website if anyone wants to know where those two gulfs are located it's also next to the hot gates and as we have already quoted worthington whoever controls the hot gates controls who enters southern greece the athenians don't have an alliance with thessaly or anything like that they're just looking for an excuse to get close to thessaly and would love an ally close to the forts they have set up in the north philip sends parmenion to besiege Alus, <laughs> Clever little boy, Philip. He doesn't send his most skillful general against the hot gates. That didn't go well, as we saw last time. He's just going to put some men right next to the hot gates. No biggie. You Phokians, Athenians, and Spartans do your thing. It was a 10-hour walk to the hot gates from Alos, so not that far, relatively speaking. In the beginning of the episode, we talked about the Athenians sending ambassadors two other states, hopefully to persuade them to form a pan-Hellenic fight against Macedonia. The first mission didn't go well. Later, in the end of 347 or the beginning of 346, they tried a second time. This time, they tell their ambassadors to tell each state they visit that they should send one of their own to Athens and say if they wish to have peace with Philip or if they want to wage war against him. If war was to take place, the Athenians were, of course, going to be in charge of the operation. This might have been the point that put them off. They probably weren't in the mood to see Athens govern a military operation. In the beginning of 346, Athens also started to question about the Athenian prisoners from the siege of Olynthos. They decided to send an actor by the name of Aristodemus, a friend of Philip, and ask him what he has planned for the prisoners. We don't know the specifics about what was said. We know Philip assured the Athenians by, uh, by letting a gentleman by the name of Iatroclis free. He let him free to return to Athens and also bring with him the message that Philip wants peace. Now, it probably makes you think why he doesn't just let all prisoners free. He had his reasons. Uh, He needs them to make sure the Athenians don't get out of line. When Aristodemus returned from Macedonia, he was asked to visit Parliament and tell everyone what Philip's message was to the people of Athens. But he kept making excuses. Well, I can't right now. Well, my feet hurt. Well, I just got back from Pella. Can I just chill for a few minutes? Some say he was paid off by Demosthenes, So he was told not to visit Parliament, giving the second team of ambassadors a chance to do their magic and convince the other Greeks to fight the Macedonians together. But after many kind requests and probably a few threats, Aristotelmos decides to show himself and tell everyone that Philip doesn't just want peace with Athens, he wants an alliance. This, of course, makes the Athenians very happy. They were probably on their knees thanking their lucky stars. So they go to, uh, to the Ecclesia to talk about this fabulous news and at the same meeting they find out Phalekos from Phokida kicks Dinokrates Kalias and Sofranis out of Phocida and now takes control of their mercenaries and is marching towards the port of Nicias in the Meliatic Gulf. He meets the Athenian and Spartan fort that was agreed on with the previous government and sends them home. Fokitha's previous government, the triumvirate Vinocrates Kalias and Sofranes, asked for help to protect the hot gates against Philip. Now that Phylacos gets his power back, he tells the people guarding the hot gates to take a break. Now this doesn't really make much sense, and you would think everyone knew these guards are are what's stopping Philip from crossing into southern Greece. This could possibly mean that the two men had some sort of an agreement. Philip would help Phalikos regain power, and Phalikos would give up the heart gates. Perhaps Philip talked Phalikos into surrendering to him, and and as opposed to surrendering to the Amphictyonic Council, he could have promised him a more gentle punishment. You know, who knows? Anything is possible. But if you think about what other explanation could there be, you know, so phallicos told athens and sparta yeah piss off i want to take on philip by myself one-on-one you know probably not this is a big risk for philip if he actually did it most noticeably he's risking his relationship with Thessaly. they could easily take offense to this and i wouldn't blame them if they wanted the harshest possible punishment for the phocaeans you can't have philip messing that up for you from the speech on the false embassy or peri para in greek we see that philocrates the same person that suggested sending an embassy to philip asking for peace now he recommends sending a 10-man team of ambassadors to talk about the peace that would work towards the common good between both athens and philip this is a first time a team of Athenian ambassadors are sent to Macedonia, it won't be the last, it's the first out of four. Seeing how everything has turned out, even Demosthenes agrees to have peace with Philip, especially now that Macedonia has formed a friendship, even though it was probably secret, with Phocida and Phallicos. which means the Third Sacred War is completely dependent on Philip, the ten-man team is going to include Demosthenes, Philocrates, Eschynes, a correspondent from the Second Athenian Alliance, two men that will back everything Philocrates says, and four of Philip's friends. First, they go to Alos, which I remind you was sieged by Parmenion. There, they're going to meet a man that was sent by Philip to take them to Pella. From Eshynes, we learn that Philip was very charming and kind to all the ambassadors. Everyone made a speech in front of the king, and he would answer any questions it might have. First, the oldest would take the stand, and last would be the youngest. In this case, Demosthenes. Uh, Aeschines tells us that Demosthenes froze in front of Philip. He choked. Uh, but Philip, being a great host, he is, he recommended um, the Mohsen is take a breath, relax, and try again. The most end is tries again, but still nada. Nothing comes out. In the end, he gives up and uh, he sits down. he always probably asked, take a seat, it doesn't matter. We can talk about it later. Now, but imagine talking shit about someone for years trying to form a pan-Hellenic movement against him and all of a sudden, he's sitting right there in front of you. <laughs> you know, I'm surprised he had the balls to go to Pella. This story is given to us by Eschines, and from this time forward, Demosthenes and Eschines are going to hate each other. So it could completely be... A, so it could be a completely fabricated story by Eshynes, just to make him look bad, just to make the Mosthenes look bad. But it's worth mentioning that no one at this time, not even the Mosthenes himself, calls bullshit on this story. So it could be true, you know, maybe because he was last to speak, he felt he couldn't add anything. Um, so he was just left speechless, you know, I don't know, what could have happened? But, you know, we shouldn't really make excuses for the great Demosthenes. He wouldn't want anyone to take pity on him. He bounces back quickly, as we can see from his future speeches. Eschines tells us that they talked about Amphipolis, potidea Thrace, Allos, and the Phocians. The Athenians haven't changed their tune when it comes to Amphipolis. They always love bringing it up. Eschines says that Amphipolis belonged to Athens as it was founded by them, he reminded Philip that even his father Amidas uh, agreed to this in 375 to 374, but the sins of the father don't always visit the son, and here is one of those moments, Philip must have chuckled at the nerve Eschinis had, Amphipolis is long gone mate, let it be, move on. Uh, another subject they talk about was the passage from the Black Sea to the Aegean. This is how the Athenians are getting their grain, so it's of vital importance to them to keep the crossing safe. Don't fuck us over, Philip, we could starve here. Uh, Philip, being an amazing host he is, as we've said again, listens to everyone before he gives his own answer. And this is what he said. First on the list, Amphipolis and Potidea. Forget about them, they're mine moving on <laughs> next he promises to not make a move against the passage of Thrace that supplies them with grain and wheat the specific location is Gersonisos in Greek so I might be I might say this is this is a part I mean he promises to not make a move as long as negotiations last <laughs> so he's not going to make a move against Thrace as long as negotiations last to me doesn't sound like much time (laughs) that probably made them feel uneasy with the rest of thrace he says he has the right to do whatever he wants he suggests for each state to recognize what others have acquired in other words stop busting my balls about the cities i have conquered i'm not asking anything from you you don't ask anything from me about alos and fochida again he says this doesn't concern them He also demands that they stop sending help to Alos and Phokida and that he's going to sort them out when he comes to an agreement with Athens. So it's up to you guys. Then he talked about piracy in the Aegean. This has to be stopped, he says. All states have to work together and form a common goal. It's encroachment. And that's the episode, guys. Next time we're going to see how Athens reacts to Philips Demands.